What is going on, Lawn Care Nation? Cameron here with the Lawn Care Life in Missouri. Today's the day, man. It's June 7th, 2022, and the Lawn Care Brothers Unite podcast challenge begins today. So, what does that mean? Uh, so, me, Tony Rudolph of Tony's Lawn Care on YouTube and the Lawn Care Talk podcast, uh, we're talking about, you know, we enjoy listening to each other's podcasts, but man, we never put out an episode. I mean, I enjoy listening to what Tony's got going on and uh, keeping up with him. He's not on social media as much anymore, uh, Instagram, Facebook, but he does still have the YouTube channel. So, you know, anytime he posts a video or he uploads a podcast, I'm sure to check it out and listen to it and, you know, a few other guys as well. So we thought, hey, why don't we get everybody together? Why don't we start this podcast challenge? And from now, today, until the first day at the Equip Expo, we're going to see how many podcasts we can crank out between uh, now and then. So the challenge begins. Uh, we also invited Aaron Sutter, Mowing in the Dark podcast, and Phil over at the Motor Grow podcast. So if you check out or listen to uh, their podcast, see what they have to say as well. So hopefully they'll be putting out some more content and just give um, the lawn care community more um, options, you know, more podcasts to listen to throughout the day. Man, we're on those mowers all day long this time of year. And one podcast, maybe from your favorite, you know, podcaster, that only goes so far. You can kind of binge and listen to maybe some of those podcasts that you've kind of missed out on and, and kind of catch up with, but you soon realize very quickly that if you're out there on the mower working eight hours a day or 10, 12 hours a day for some of us, man, there's not enough podcasts to go around to listen to something all day long. It's like a re, you got to repeat something or try to find something else and or listen to some maybe some music or audiobook. That's what I do a lot, but wouldn't it be cool to get out there and keep up with Tony, keep up with Phil, keep up with Aaron, and just see what they got going on each and every day. So I hope that they take advantage of this little podcast challenge, crank out a whole lot of content, and hopefully we can keep up with them throughout the season and see how uh, their lawn care business is going, see how life is going with them, and really just... Uh, share with the lawn care community what's going on so if there's four of us cranking out new podcasts every day um seven days a week man that's a lot of podcasts that you could uh, listen to so just trying to help out the lawn care community and make the uh lawn care business even that much more fun when we're out working all day long got something to listen to so giving you more options i don't care how many downloads you get when you do this podcast challenge, I don't care how many people listen to your podcast. All I care about is cranking out more content. So it doesn't matter if it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes long. Maybe you want to go even longer. That's cool too. But just uh, just getting into the habit of cranking out a podcast every day. You know, a lot of people say, myself included, myself, I'm the worst. But, you know, like Aaron, Tony, me... Uh, feel for the most part we're solo guys I think we're all solo I have I have a guy helping me 
you know, I usually have a one full-time guy, maybe a part-time guy, but this year it's been a little different and I'll have, uh, I have three guys kind of helping me part-time. So, but I'm running solo for the most part. So, you know, four of us out there working all day long, it's, uh, man, it's time consuming. We can't do everything that we want to do because we're just so limited by, uh, by all the work we had to get done. So I deep definitely understand where everybody's coming from saying, man, I don't have time to crank out a new one every day. Just don't have time. There's not enough hours in a day. But man, I'm rolling to town this morning. I'm heading to the uh, track. going to work out. I work out every morning. And I thought, you know, on my little morning commute, I have probably a little longer commute than some of you guys, but we live about 20, 25 minutes outside of town. So I got a little bit of time to create a podcast. Now, I can't do it in the box truck. The box truck's just simply too loud because that box catches so much wind. But if I'm in the pickup truck, which I am today, I can uh, I can crank out a podcast. And it's not, the road noise isn't too loud, I don't think. So anyways, rolling to town this morning, got a lot to do, trying to catch up on the business side of things. We did get a lot of rain yesterday. And it was very foggy overnight, even a little foggy this morning. So the grass is really, really wet. I don't like to get started early when the grass is wet. So I'm going to let it dry out a little bit, run a few errands, do a few things. And then hopefully uh, by mid-morning, it will be dry enough to get out there and start cutting that grass. We do have an 80, like 85% chance of rain today. So it may rain. We got about a half inch yesterday. If it does rain... I'm going to be working on more videos and uh, doing some things on my equipment, equipment maintenance, stuff like that. So that'll be the uh, game plan for today, man. It's You just never know with this weather what it's going to do. I think tomorrow's going to be a little bit better. I need to go out of town. I have uh, three properties that I take care of. They're about 35, 40 minutes away. And so it takes me literally 12 hours to knock out those three properties. They're big properties. And so, uh, you know, it takes me a little bit of windshield time to get there. And then on top of that, just some big properties to knock out. So I try to schedule those on a day where it's not going to rain, no chance of rain. That way I can get over there, get a good day in, and I won't have to worry about getting rained out or anything like that. So Yesterday, as you guys heard, man, I had uh, I was uploading the YouTube video. I had a couple of estimates to do. I ended up finding one of them. The other one I couldn't find. The lady told me it was at a uh, at a junction there. I went to look at it. I'm like, there's not even a lawn here. So I tried to get a hold of her. Couldn't get a hold of her. So I'll try again today see exactly where that property's at. Sometimes when you get phone calls and estimates um, on my voicemail, it says, hey, leave your address if you would like an estimate, and I'd be glad to swing by, check it out for you, and let you know how much it's going to cost to get the job done. So nine out of ten calls, they'll leave their address. So when they call, they leave me a voicemail, I don't have to worry about calling them back, finding out where it's at, finding out what they want. I try to leave a real detailed 
um, voice message. That way, whenever they leave me a message, I'll have all the info I need, you know, their name, their address, and exactly what they need, whether that's shrubs trimmed or lawn mowed, etc. So, this lady tells me exactly where it's at. I mean, you know, not really address because it's just a vacant lot. There's no home on it. And so I'm looking for it, and I'm like, man, I cannot find this at all. I do not know where it's at. I'm looking around, looking around, nothing. So tried calling her back, couldn't get a hold of her. She actually called me late last night, and I thought, well, I'll try to get a hold of her today and see what's up. So going to do that this morning. But one property I did get to check out, and it's like, it's a very, very interesting property. It's First of all, it's in the middle of nowhere. It is a very, very remote area. It's just, it's in town. I mean, it's just outside of town. But where it's at, it's like, it's a really weird area by the river. So I went to look at it late last night after that video uploaded. It was getting dark on me. I was going down miles and miles of gravel trying to check it out. I'm going alongside the river there. There's like places on the side of the road where people have dumped garbage, trash, electronics, appliances, just junk. Just, uh, you know, an area where it's, it's so remote, not very many people go back in there, and you have a lot of issues with people wandering around back on these county roads here in our area anyways, and dumping trash. So just a whole lot of whole lot of garbage, whole lot of trash the whole way I'm driving down this road. And so I'm getting closer, getting closer. There's no houses at all on this road. And then I get to this one house and it is just so weird. It's it's in the middle of nowhere on the river. I'm looking around. It's a brand new house. It's very weird. It's in the shadiest of shadiest areas. Like I said, all these dump sites, there's all these abandoned vehicles in the woods with like campers and wreckers and equipment. I couldn't really see what all was back in there, but I knew I do know that I saw some old abandoned campers and pieces of equipment and vehicles and I don't know I don't really don't know what it I just don't know what it is. I don't think it's a uh I don't think it used to be a like salvage yard or junkyard, but I might have to go back through there during the day and just figure out exactly what it is because I couldn't figure it out. I was checking it out, and I was like, man, what is all this? I see 10, you know, kind of a, alongside the road and kind of strewn out through there with keep out, no trespassing, beware. It was just all kinds of junk. So very sketchy area, and I'm going through there, and I'm like, man, I don't, if there's something back in here for me to mow, I, I'm a probably pass on this. This is wild. So I get back in there, and like I said, man, it's a really, really nice house. I couldn't see it real well because it was dark. I don't know if it was an old house that they completely renovated or if it was a house that they actually went in there and just built. But everything looked new on the outside. Um, I don't know if it was wood or vinyl siding. I, I can't remember. But it looked really new, new windows, and it was kind of built up because the river's there, so you got to build them up. Um, if they're along the river in those areas, 
and you kind of build them up on stilts. So it was probably four or five feet off the ground there. But I'm looking around, and <clears throat> around the whole house, it's fenced in. I don't know how tall the fence was. I couldn't really tell. Probably six feet at least, maybe even eight feet tall. I couldn't really tell, but it's like no trespassing signs, keep out signs. Obviously, you know, with where it's located and the type of people that are up and down the road, they probably have problems with people, you know, kind of monkeying around on their uh, property. So I'm over there and I'm like, man, this would be a great video for uh, YouTube. I'm looking at it and I'm like, this meets everything that would just turn into a crazy video. I mean, I don't know what I'd get into once I got in there, but the grass was probably chest high, maybe even taller in places. I couldn't tell on the backyard, but on the sides, didn't have much of a front yard, just mainly sides. The house was pretty close to the road, and on each side of the house, just kind of a fenced-in area really grown up. So I'm going to go back during the daylight hours, check it out, and see a little bit better. But I don't know, man. It's one of those... The road's real small, real narrow. I wouldn't have really anywhere to park. I'd have to kind of park off um, next to the ditch, which I think I can do. I think I think somebody can squeeze by on the other side if I do park there. But it's like, do I need to take somebody with me? Do I need to pack on this one? You know, if I'm going back in there and going by myself, it's just... Some of those overgrown um, properties that people contact me to take care of. So here in our area, it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody for the most part. I've lived here forever. And there's quite a few people that know that I had the Ventrac with the Tough Cut. And I do bush hogging work, brush work, things like that. So in this message, this guy said, well, somebody referred me to uh, to call you. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to have to find out the story. I don't know if the guy even lives there, if he lives in another town, and this is just like his home away from home, or, or what. I'm going to have to get the story of all this before I just take off over there and start in. I want to know what I'm getting myself into, basically, is what I'm saying, because there's some sketchy stuff around here, man. It's a very, very low, low-income area. And... uh yeah, very poor area. Not a lot of money here. Um, population of about 20,000. And so there's some sketchy stuff that goes on. It's gotten worse the last 10 years. It used to not be so bad, but the last 10 years it's really gotten worse. You have people that are on stuff. You have people just wandering around town now. And so last year I had a lady, actually two years ago, two years ago I had a lady reach out. She was from California area. She just bought a house in our area. I don't know why, but she did. And then she uh, she wanted this house, um, the yard taken care of. She hadn't even, she said she bought it online. It was like an online auction type thing. And I don't know who who had the, uh, who had it, you know, listed on the auction, who it was or whatever. She bought the house really cheap. It was like, I want to say it was ten to $12,000. Now, just think about that for a minute. If you're buying a house for ten to twelve thousand, even it's for, even if it's 
Oh man, yeah, a ten to twelve thousand dollar house. It's not a house. It's it's basically used to be a house, but now it's um it's a, just a hangout place for people that are on something, people that are homeless, and people that are up to no good. So two years ago, she gave me a call, said, "Hey, I need this property mode. Go by there, check it out. Let me know what it'll cost." So. I went by there, it was, oh my gosh, it was a mess. It had the Ferris Z3X, and I thought, you know, this Ferris has a whole lot of power. This would be a good opportunity to see what this mower is capable of knocking down. And so I just set up my camera, took a couple of shots, and videoed a little bit. So knocked that yard out, man, it was way overgrown. I knocked it out with the Ferris Z3X, 37 horsepower Vanguard on it. It did really, really well. And before I went over there, though, I told the lady, this was like three months into the season. So three months into the season, I should have already cut that yard, or someone should have already cut that yard at least 12 times. Um, And nobody had even cut the lawn. So I'm looking at the lawn, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I priced her like two two hundred and fifty dollars. I don't even remember what it was now, but she was like, "Oh, that's a lot," and I was like, "A lot? Yeah, it's a lot of tall grass." So I said, "Lady, <laughs> I said you need to check this grass out. It is way overgrown. Hadn't been mowed all year. I mean, it's a jungle out there." I said, "I'll take some pictures of it and send them to you." So I took some pictures, sent them to her. And she was like, okay, well, go ahead and do it. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on. I said, for anything other than a weekly lawn, if it's a bi-weekly lawn or a lawn that, you know, we're just cutting every month or just a one-time cut or whatever, I said, we do prepay. So I'll send you a picture of the lawn. I'll send you an invoice. You pay for it. Once you pay for it, then we'll get out there then we'll get out there and we'll mow it for you. And she was like, no, well, I'm not going to do that. You know, you take care of it. You take a before, you take it after, then I'll pay you. And I was like, no, nope, we're not going to do it then. And I said, well, if you change your mind, just let me know. And so she ended up going through with it and saying, well, yeah, go ahead and do it. It needs mowed. She already got a, not a ticket from the city, but she got like a notice saying, hey, you have so many days. I think it was like seven days or whatever to get your grass mowed or you're going to get a ticket. Well, she's from California. She didn't really realize, you know, our small little hometown. And she's like, I don't want them putting a warrant out for my arrest. And I don't want them throwing me in jail. And I don't want them doing this. And I and I said, hold on here. I said, first of all, they're not going to do any of that. The only thing they're going to do is send you a $50 ticket or, you know, it's not going to be much. So if... They do send you a ticket. They're not going to throw you in jail. They're not going to, you know, arrest you. They're not going to put out a warrant for your arrest. But she's used to living in California, and she's like, oh, like, I guess in California, if you weren't to, you know, if you didn't mow your yard and you got one of these notices in the mail, they would, like, seriously come after you and, like, want to throw you in jail and all this stuff. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm like, this is small town USA, and the least that they'll, or the most that they'll do is send you a $50 ticket. And you just pay it and, you know, it'll be a done deal. But 
she was like flipping out. So she's like, you got to mow the yard. I'll send you the money today. Take care of it. Send me before and after pictures. And so I did all that. So I knocked it out. I sent her a picture afterwards. She paid me beforehand. Everything went smooth. And she said, you know, go ahead and mow it on a monthly basis. Okay. Sounds good. We'll take care of it. How much will it be for a monthly, you know, mowing? I said, well, let me see how much the grass grows between now and then. When it gets a little closer to a month, I'll uh, send you an estimate. And I said, if you're good with it, just pay it and I'll get it mowed. Well, sent her the estimate. She never paid it. I sent her another estimate. She never paid it. So this goes on for another month or so. So now by this time, it's been like two or three months before she even acknowledges anything. And I guess she got another notice. And she said, hey, I thought you were supposed to be taking care of my yard. I said, yeah, I I was going to, but I sent you an estimate. You didn't pay the invoice, you know, um, so I couldn't mow it. Well, then that was a whole nother ordeal had to send her more pictures. She wanted me to check out the house to see if anybody had broken into it or broken glass or broken a window. So I literally go around the house, checking the doors, checking the windows, sending her pictures of the lawn. And finally she pays me to mow it or bush hog it a second time. So this was two years ago. So I knock it out, do it again. I took care of her yard like three, three times that year, I believe. Now, last year, I haven't heard from her, haven't heard from her. I told her, I said, hey, when spring rolls around, I'll send you an invoice. Just pay it. I'll take care of it. I'll stay on top of it, you know, every month. Well, never heard from her, never heard from her. Well, guess what? A couple of months, two or three months go by. She contacts me in desperation. Needs her lawn mowed. Oh, gosh. Here we go again. So, I sent her an invoice. It was like 250 bucks. I hadn't been mowing two or three months. And so, finally, she pays it. I take care of it. And while I'm there, like, a whole lot of stuff goes on. So, I wasn't even prepared going into it. Um, I'm just thinking I'm going over there to mow the grass, to knock it down, to help the, help the neighborhood out. And I go over there. And the neighbor comes over. Now, if I back up to the very, very first time, two years ago when I mowed it, the neighbor come over, hang, hung out with me, uh, thanked me for swinging by and mowing it and taking care of it. Um, he had a really, really small lawn. Her lawn is really, really big compared to his anyways. And her lawn was really grown up. He keeps his mowed like you could tell. He stayed on top of it. He mowed it every week. And so he was a little ticked off that his neighbor didn't take care of her lawn. And he was like, I really wish she would stay on top of this. It's a mess. My my dogs, I don't let them get over there in all that mess because I'm afraid they'll get bit by a snake or, you know, all this and that. And I said, oh, yeah, I definitely understand. And so he talked to me for probably 20, 30 minutes. I mean, he's one of those guys that he wants to tell you a story about everything. So I'm like, all right, yeah, hanging out with him, listening, talking, telling stories. And that was two years ago. So fast forward to last year I'm taking care of it and I'm out there mowing I don't even I'm not even paying attention but this time I have the Ventrac I'm like you know I'm gonna knock it out with the Ventrac I won't even have to like get down there in the grass really 
I'm sitting up a lot higher. I can see things a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I can I can knock this tall grass out a lot easier. It won't be a, it won't be a big deal at all with the Ventrac. So I set my camera up. I start recording. And I'm like, I'm going to see what this Ventrac can do. It was like when I first got the Ventrac last year. So I didn't know really know what it was capable of knocking down. And so I'm going into it thinking, man, I'm just going to, you know, record a little video um, show what it can do. You know, at the time I was promoting, um, the Ventrac and the Tough Cut and just showing people on social media, you know, what the Ventrac was made of. So I set up a camera, I'm doing my own thing and, uh, I start mowing back and forth, back and forth. I just got started, man. And it's like, I'm mowing, I'm mowing, I'm over there a little closer to the property line where his house is at. The guy that I talked to the year before, I don't even realize it. I've mowed for like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. I just happened to turn around and look, and this guy's standing right behind me. And I'm like, what in the world is he doing? It kind of startled me at first. And I acted like, I don't know if I acted like I didn't see him. I can't really remember, but I just kind of kept working. And then eventually he kind of walked around towards me, if I remember right. I got it all on video. It's actually um, on one of my YouTube videos. It's... It's the video that has gotten the most views on my channel. It's crazy because it was just wild how it all happened. So the guy kind of startles me. He walks around a little closer. I turn off the mower. He starts talking about the Ventrac, how just it's an animal. He's like, man, this thing is a machine. And he's going on and on and talking about it. And so then he goes on to say, hey, bud, I just want to warn you. And I was like, oh, okay, well, what's that? He's like, well, you know, over here at this house, man, it's there's there's people there's there's druggies that have been running in and out of this house and uh i've been running them trying to run them off you know they're they've been coming in here at night and coming here in the mornings and he said that they've been uh they've been taking stuff in and out i don't know what all he said i don't even remember now but basically these these guys were were in this house that they weren't supposed to be in it wasn't their house they made themselves at home they were coming in and out of the house and uh he said be real careful man i don't want you to get into something you don't need to get into you know he said because they're on all kinds of stuff i've been running people out people are out of their head and and uh not making any sense and he said i'm i'm just really uh you know really concerned about you out here mowing by yourself on this uh property so he said i'll keep an eye out for you but you know watch watch what you're doing out here I said, all right, well, I appreciate it. Then he showed me, he turned around and showed me, he said, see that door right there? And I said, yeah, and it's kind of a basement door. And it was all these trees and all this junk growing up around it. And I was like, yeah, I see that door. He's like, well, that door over there, man, they uh, they knocked it in and they've been in and out of there. Uh, he said they took the copper wiring out of there and something, you know, something else. And I was like, oh man, okay. So at this point, I'm like, oh, great this basement door is wide open it's so grown up and nasty around it and then i look and there's a little trail there's you can tell there's a little foot trail where people have been in and out now i don't know it's like okay how often do they come in here is it something somewhere they come every now and then when they're passing through um you know just these people these homeless people in general or these people that are on something are they just passing through and just walking in there as they pass through or 
Is there people actually living here? And so he's like, you know, I've, I've been running the same people out. They've been kind of living in there, and I've been running them out. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. This is just great. And so at this point, man, I'm just ready to just like load up the Ventrac and leave. I'm like, you know what? It's not even worth messing with. Worth messing with. I was in a sketchy neighborhood anyways. Um, it's just, it used to be a an all right neighborhood. About the last 10 years, man, it's really went downhill. There's a lot of people that are on stuff that are kind of roaming around the neighborhood. You always see people going by. You're always a little concerned about your stuff. You know, people just want to pick up a trimmer or a blower or just whatever they can find, whatever's loose, and go and sell it so they can get their next fix. So I'm like, man, all right, this is, you know, the lawn's not very big. The bad part was I had to I had to drive the Ventrac right up behind that back door to take care of, you know, knocking down the tall grass. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm, like, going at it. I've got my sunglasses on. I'm trying to look in there to see if I It's so dark. You can't see anything at all. So I'm mowing back and forth. I'm taking a couple of passes so I can see inside from different angles, trying to see if there's anything in there or anything moving around or if I can see anything at all can't see anything so I'm like dang it this is this just really stinks so I'm I'm mowing I'm trying to come up with another game plan do I just skip this area back behind the back door and I'm like I can't because I have to take an after picture to send this lady if she sees a little bit just a little bit of all you know just a little bit of grass that's not mowed she's gonna just blow up and she's gonna be afraid that the police are gonna come you know, arrest her or give her a ticket or whatever. So I'm like, I've got to knock this out. The lady's already paid me, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, do I refund the lady the money and just get out of here and leave? Like all these things are going through my head. And so I just go ahead and decide, I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and mow it. I'm going to go ahead and knock it down. I'm going to approach this little back door, basement door from different angles, see if I can see what's going on. And then I'm going to edge up there real slow and I didn't want to, it was weird, I didn't want to turn my back. Once I once I could see in that door, I didn't want to turn my back on that door. It just, I felt really uncomfortable, really uneasy. And like I said, there's some crazy people. I mean, the, the people that are on stuff in our area, they do crazy things, don't even know they do it. And, uh, you know, I've had several things happen, not to me, but to uh, people that I know, uh, that, you know, when people were on something, that they've, like, done something just crazy to them so all these stories are going through my head you know actually a farmer friend he picked up a guy that was on something in our area uh, by a gas station was going to take him to town halfway to town it was a farmer friend that my dad knows Um, it was his son and so halfway to town this guy that was on something ends up shooting and killing this farmer friend's son and so all this stuff's going through my head, man. The guy was on something that did it. Didn't even realize he did it. And then, you know, so I'm uh, I'm mowing this yard, man. I'm like, I just need to get out of here. Well, I end up knocking it out. I end up knocking it out. I get up real up. I get real close to that back basement door. And I'm looking in trying to see. I can't see anything at all. So I just knock it out as quick as I can. I take a picture. I load my stuff up. And I'm out of there. And I'm like, man. I don't even really want to go back there. So um, I will say that the neighbor did say he uh, he called the police. He told them what was going on. And because he didn't own the property, 
that they couldn't do anything at all about it. They couldn't do anything at all. Unless the property owner called them and complained, they couldn't go out there and check it out. That's what he told me. So I'm like, man, this is crazy. You got an issue right next door. The cops aren't even wanting to come out and check it out because the property owner hasn't reached out to them. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Apparently, they have to have the owner's permission to enter the house to check it out and see if anything's going on in there. That's what he told me. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I was like, this this is, uh, yeah, this is nice. So, so I finish up and I leave. I send her the message. I send her a picture of the property, you know, of me mowing it and the after picture of it all knocked down. And I send that to her and then I tell her, I said, hey, I said, the back door of the basement is kicked in. It's open. The neighbor said people have been in and out of your house. He's called the cops. They won't come by and check it out. I told her all this stuff that was going on and I said, in order for me to mow it again, then you will have to had the police come over, scope it out, and make sure nobody's in there. I don't want to get in there. You know, I, that day I did not have anybody helping me. Most of the time, if I had the Ventrac, I just do all the work myself. So I'm thinking, though, you know, if I had some, someone helping me and they got into a situation or encounter, an altercation or something with one of these guys that are living here or on something, man, I'm just going through all these scenarios. I'm like, that just wouldn't be good for me. It's a liability. So I told her, I said, until you can secure the property, make sure nobody's in there, um, it's too big of a liability for me to go back over there and take care of your property. So until then, I won't be over there. If you can show proof that the police went over there and checked it out, and if you can show um, proof that you have secured the building or the house, you know, fix that back back door and locked it up um, until that happens I'm not hanging out over there I'm not helping you out but once you do all that I'll be glad to come back over and and take care of the lawn for you I wasn't going to say a whole lot about what the neighbor had said but in the meantime uh, another neighbor had reached out to me and said um, are you the one taking care of the lawn over here on such-and-such such, uh, street and I said I said, yeah, that's uh, our company taking care of it. And she said, he said, uh, will you happen to have the number to the owner? And I said, well, I do have the number, but I can't get that information out. Um, you know, is there something that you need? And he's like, well, he's like, I'm a uh, security officer. And he said, I've seen people in and out of that house, and there's a lot of activity going on over there. And, you know, I need to talk to the owner so we can get the police over there and get them involved and, and and put this to a stop. And I was like, oh, I understand if you're living next door to that. I said, I try to knock the grass down for you guys. So hopefully it'll keep, you know, the the people out of there. And he just went on and on telling me a couple of different stories that had happened over there. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. I said, well, I can't give you her number, but I said, I will contact her. And if you would like for me to give uh, your number to her, I can do that, and she can call you, and maybe you guys can uh, can work this out. And and he was like, yeah, that's cool. Give her my number, tell her to call me, and uh, let's figure this out. And the, also the other guy, the guy that initially um, talked to me, he asked me for her number as well. I said, well, I, I don't have her number, but um, if you give me your number, I can 
have her to call you? And he's like, yeah, have her to call me. And so, um, you know, the two neighbors were wanting her number, wanting to call her, wanting to get this figured out and fixed. So I actually, I actually, um, when I sent the original message to her and said, Hey, the grass is cut and there's people in your house. The neighbors are frustrated. She denied it. She's like, what, what do you send me a picture of the door? I was like, Oh my gosh, seriously. So I went back, sent her a picture of the door where it was open. And, um, she said, well, how do you know somebody's living in there? And I said, well, I don't. I said, but that's just what the neighbor said. I've had two neighbors come up to me and say that the, you know, that there's somebody living in there and she denied it. She denied it. And I was like, okay, look, I said, you live in California. They live right next door to your house. I said, I think they know who's been in and out of the house. What's going on over at the house. I said, you live in California in another state and you haven't been here in months and I said I believe what these neighbors are telling me and uh, you can see a trail going you know from the back door um, where it's beaten down where they've walked in and out of that back door so I finally had to convince her I mean it took I literally talked to her for like 30 minutes trying to convince her that there's somebody in her living in her house and all this stuff going on so she finally says okay I'll call the police well I give her the neighbors numbers she supposedly calls the police, and uh, she calls me back, kind of going off on me. The police said that they went by there. There's nothing going on. There's nobody living there. There's blah, 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 this and that. And I said, well, the police may have said that, and they may or may not have went in there. I don't know because I wasn't over there. That was one of the original things that I said to her. I said, when you had the police come over there, I said, call me, let me know, I'll meet them over there, and uh, we'll see, you know, I, I just wanted to see what they would say about the property, um, you know, if anybody was in there, if it was secure, or, you know, what what was, what they saw, I wasn't going to go in there, so, um, so yeah, she calls and she says, the police went in there, and I'm thinking, you know, they, she may or may not have called the police, they may or may not have went in there, and I said, well, that's okay, you know, that's fine. I said, I really don't believe that there's nobody in there or nobody has been in there because the neighbors have said otherwise and they're there every day, you know, all day, every day. And so I said, well, you get that back door boarded up and, you know, once you do that, I'll go back over there and take care of the mowing for you. Well, she uh, she wanted me to go over there and take care of the um, the back door. And I was like, nope, 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 no way. She was wanting me to cover the back door with plywood. She said, if I buy the plywood from Home Depot, will you go up there and pick it up and um, put it over the back door? And I said, absolutely not. I said, there's no way I'm going to do that. I said, I don't know of any handyman that would do that. I said, it's a small job, so most, you know, handymen or construction guys, they don't want a, just a small job like that. They want a bigger job. So I said, you're kind of on your own there. But if you can find somebody to board that up, I'll come over there and take care of it for you. So, man, like a month went by. I'm going by there. The door's still wide open. And uh, eventually she tells me she's going to come home and she's going to fix the fix the door up. So I don't know if she ever made it home. I, I, I drove by there occasionally every now and then to see the activity and see what was going on. But... I do know that I did drive by there uh, one time last year, and that backed 
that back um, basement door was boarded up. So I was like, oh, wow. She said what she was going to do was she was going to board it up and put cameras there uh, along the house. And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. You should do that. You should put cameras up. She said, well, I have to get the electricity turned on first in order to hook the cameras up, and I have to get Internet. And I said, yeah. I said, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I would go ahead and do that. I was kind of encouraging her to get the electric hooked up, get the um, get the Internet service, and get some cameras on there so she could see what was going on. And so she didn't get the cameras up. She didn't get the electric turned on, but she did get the board, um, or she did get the back door boarded up. So I will give her that. But I went over there, and I knocked the grass out for her, like I said I would again. And at this point, man, I just do it for free. I'm like, this lady lives in California. She's got so much going on. She was trying to get back over here in this area to um, to fix the house up. The house needs to be bulldozed down. And so at this point, I'm thinking, you know what? This lady's been through so much. I'm just going to do it for free. And so I knocked out her lawn for free with the Ventrac, with the Tough Cut. Got it cleaned up, looking good. And then this year, so that was the end of last year. This year, I drive by there. I reach out to her, and I said, hey, same thing for this year, you know, prepay. I'll take care of it for you. It's June, 1st of June, and guess what? I haven't heard from her. So I've actually reached out to her, texted her, I've called her, and she won't respond. She won't return my calls. So I don't know if she still owns the property. I don't know if she's going to wait until she does every year or the last two years and wait until, like, you know, July to have it knocked down. I don't know what game she's playing this year, but she hasn't responded to me, hasn't answered me at all, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go by there and check it out. So I went by there the other day. There's like an RV parked out front, and it looks abandoned. And I'm like, did she drive an RV down here, and maybe she's living in this old RV? It's like a when you drive, you know? I'm like, is she living in this RV out in front of her house? while she fixes up her house. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on because there's an RV in front of her house now. It's parked out on a street. Like here in this area, in this neighborhood that I'm talking about, nobody has driveways, so everyone parks out on the street. So I'm thinking, okay, it could be the neighbor next door that has the RV, or it could be her living in the RV. And so I'm trying to figure it all out. I'm driving by there. I go through, um, I drive by the front of the property and see that, and then I drive by the back and you guys aren't even going to believe this. So there's two basement doors in the back. I think one actually is a basement door and one's just maybe a, a, a back door. But the the basement door is on the right side. The back door is on the left side. So I'm driving around there and I'm like, you know, that back door looks a little different than it did last year. So I'm slowing down. The grass is really tall. So you're trying to look through the weeds and through the tall grass and I'm like, oh my gosh, sure enough, the lock has been broken off that door. That door is pushed in. So now there's another door opened up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was thinking I'd go by there and help her out and knock it down if I could get a hold of her. But now the back door is open, uh, a different back door. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is there people living in there? Are they staying in there? Are they, uh, you know, like what's going on? And to even make the story even more interesting, um, I go to McDonald's a lot, and it's on the same side of town that this property is. And so I, over the years, I met this guy that worked there. He lived at the rescue mission. 
Uh, he was trying to get back on his feet, and he was working at McDonald's. And he told me some stories. So I got to talking to him about every day, um, just about life, just about God. And I really started forming a relationship with this guy. He was homeless. He was working at McDonald's at the time. And then I guess here recently, last year, he got kicked out of the rescue mission. Now he's on the streets and he's homeless again. And I met him, um, I met him at this, like, I was at Walmart in the parking lot, and he just came up to me late one night, and he goes, hey, man, you know who I am? And I looked at him, and I was like, I I did, I had no clue who this guy was. He looked so rough. He looked like he hadn't showered in months, and I was like thinking, no, I have no clue who you are. And so about that time, I said, I sure do, man. I said, I don't remember your name, but I said, you worked at McDonald's, didn't you? He said, yep, I sure did. And I said, what's been going on, man? He said, well, life's been rough. I'm uh, homeless again. He told me this story. I mean, just a long, long story, man. And so before he got done, he said, yeah, man, I'm just living in an old abandoned house back behind me here. And he pointed in the direction of that house that uh, I took care of. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And he told me uh, story after story about him living in this old abandoned house and uh, people would come in and steal stuff and he doesn't have anything of course he needed some money and so man he told me this story and I was like oh my gosh I was like he could have been living over that over in that house that I mowed because it was just just like a couple of blocks away from where we were at and I was like man this is crazy so you know maybe he was living over there maybe some of his friends were living over there or or maybe he got ran off from living over there. I don't know, man. But I didn't ask him the house. I was just like, all right. I was like, man, I got to get out of here, you know. And so I left out of there. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, he was probably in that house the whole time I was mowing. Or somebody was, you know. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. But, you know, just thinking of that, I really don't want to go back over there. These people that are on stuff... You just never know what they're capable of doing. They might do something, not even know it, and uh, you might be the uh, victim in all of it. So, you know, just want to encourage you guys, if you are taking care of abandoned properties, and I'm just doing it, you know, not for not for YouTube, but I'm just doing it for, uh, you know, for the community to just help people out. And if they do call me, I will swing by there and try to take care of it for them. But if you guys are doing these uh old abandoned properties man just be careful there's there's no telling what's out there it's not worth risking your life for uh you know creating a little content for the community so just be careful on that but man that's my story of wow this podcast has been going on for a while now if you guys have stuck this long man thanks a lot i appreciate it i hope you guys are having a good day hope you're getting a lot of work done i gotta get off here and get some running in man so I'm going to get some running in and get a workout in and then start the day. So I appreciate you guys listening. The first day of the Lawn Care Brothers Unite podcast challenge. Go check out Tony's uh, podcast, The Lawn Care Talk. Go check out Aaron's podcast, Mowing in the Dark. And check out Phil's podcast, The Mow to Grow podcast. I'm out, guys. I'm Cameron with the Lawn Care Life of Missouri. Hope you guys are doing well. Tell me what is the craziest lawn that you've ever taken care of. Or have you ever experienced anything 
uh, wild like the, that story. If so, let me know. Send me an email, thelawncarelife at gmail.com. Reach out to me and uh, let me know. I'm out, guys. I'll catch you tomorrow. I'll be back. So tune in again tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what we got going on then. I'm out, guys. Hope you have a good day, and as always, God provides.